You roll out of bed. You hop over to your dresser and you open it. But something's wrong. Something is missing. What the fuck is going on in this drawer? Besides the Diet Coke and Cheeto stains on the underwear. Oh, gross. I'll tell you what the fuck is wrong. You don't have any shirts from He Shirt, She Shirt in your drawer. What are you, a nudist? I wish. Don't you know the only shirts you need to own are the ones from He Shirt, She Shirt.com? Where you can find a wide array of custom tees with all sorts of phrases and sayings adorning them. A risen phoenix is a hottie. Hashtag J Finkers buttholes. Those are just two examples of custom designs that you might be able to get on your shirts. Just don't blame He Shirt, She Shirt if a random person named Jay comes up to you on the street and punches you in the place where your appendix used to be. And don't forget to use code JSGCAST for 10% today. And now please enjoy this episode of Just Some Guardians. That was a nice read. That was a nice ad. You did well. Thanks, man. Uh, I could only imagine what kind of train wreck it would be if uh, Fluffy tried to say he shirt, she shirt. That's, I want you to try that, actually. <laughs> I'm going to, okay, next time he's on the show, I'm making him do the, Laz, if you listen, I'm, I know he's in chat right now, everyone, we're live, Twitch on TV slash Just Some Guardians. Uh, next time you make us an ad read when, uh, you know, um, I'm so excited I had a brain fart. Can we start Fluffy the whole section MD. over? Fluffy Fingers MD. I almost said you again. Uh, I looked up at the stream and your name was right there. We need to make an ad read that has he shirt, she shirt in it literally as many times as you possibly can without being literally just he shirt, she shirt, he shirt, she shirt, he shirt, she shirt. Okay. Okay. I think we can do this. And for the rest of you, I'd like to welcome you to episode 95 of Just Some Guardians. Five away from 100. It's crazy. I'm Elmer Fudd. I'm the only main crewman here. Mr. Russell decided that he wants to make sure his business is successful that he runs on the side and is working to make his life better. Gross. Ugh. And uh, Sandbag Bob is super sick right now, so he decided to sleep. I don't know, man. People trying to make their lives better and, you know, make themselves feel good. It just sickens me to no end. <sighs> yeah. But... You know who doesn't sicken me? Admiral Nips, who's here from the Potato Thumbs podcast. What's up, stud? Hey, I'm glad to be here. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, feels like the first 94 episodes could have found some time to get me here, but 95 is a good number. 95 is a good number. 95 is so. a great number. And really, from <laughs> at, like before I even met you, I was like, I don't know. I feel like some sort of body part with a rank should be on episode 95. And so well, later on when I met you, I was like, oh, my God, this is perfect. Stars aligned. Yeah, exactly. So I had to hold back, you know, as much as I knew you were excited, you know, and you kept hinting at it, you know, and <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> you know, I couldn't let it happen until my plan, you know, came through, which is why I then had to wait a year of not recording to make right? it even more difficult. <laughs> and, and now oh. we're here. My decision to send the uh, singing telegram has finally paid off. Well, you see, um, the guy didn't sing, and it was kind of a letdown. I mean, the song was beautiful, but he just read it monotone, so I don't know if you can get your money back for that. Uh, you know what? Good for him. If he wants to go with the monotone song, uh, reading it word for word, he earned every penny of that. Okay. If he could keep a straight face the entire time reading it monotone. <laughs> oh, man. He did, actually. 
He seemed bored, which with the context of the song, which we're not going to get into because it was very personal and extremely sexual. Uh, I mean, I was pretty impressed with him. IHFF. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck forever. But um, yeah, I feel like he practiced it a few times and I respect that. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. What's new with you? What's going on with the show? You guys have like a shit ton of episodes over there. Yeah, we're at 190 now. Jeez. Closing in on that uh, four years straight of every week hanging out. Talking insane, a little bit. Man. Talking a lot of stupid shit. And <laughs> enjoying every minute of it. Dude, so you guys' show is so good. I'm so like, you know, everyone's given up on themselves, you know, the last couple years in podcasting. And I'm glad you guys didn't. Oh, when we started, we were just like, we don't care. Like, I can't remember the last time I looked at any of the numbers. Like, we don't care about that at all. We said, as long as we're having fun with it, uh, we're going to yeah, keep doing dude. it. And the last couple of times, like, one or two of us or both of us were like, oh, God, I don't feel like recording. As soon as we hit the record button and get going, the energy's there and we're we're having fun. And by the time we're done, like an hour and a half, two hours later, it's like, oh, shit, I'm glad I did that. Now I just feel better. Like, yeah. it was a shitty day and now I, I got a big smile on my face and I can go to bed happy. And, you know. That's all I'm really looking for when I uh, when I'm doing it. I don't, if anybody listens, great. I love it, and I love when people say stuff and you know interact with it. But on the same side, it's two and a half hours. I get to hang out with my buddy and some other friends from around. Just shoot the shit. It'd be, if I wasn't recording it, we'd be sitting in an Xbox Live party or in a Discord chat, uh, just you know, doing the exact same thing. So that was real sweet. You got choked up halfway through that, man. I was trying not to hit the uh, the cough button here. <laughs> Guys, did you like he? You can't see it unless you're here on live at twitch.tv slash just some gardens. He broke down crying right in front of me. It was so sweet and tender. Picked up the cat, rubbed his eyes, <laughs> broke out. Apparently, he's super allergic. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> you joke, but my girlfriend's super allergic to my cat. And, uh, She's like, well, I'm going to come over and just make sure I take all my drugs beforehand. And uh, my cat is a gigantic asshole. And every morning he will bite me to wake me up. Uh, he likes to grab my beard and shake his head to like, hey, come feed me. <laughs> it's time. And uh, yesterday he bit through the beard and into my earlobe when he did his shaking. So, so it's pierced now. Yeah, not quite because... He had some teeth issues a few years ago, so he's missing all of his uh, canines. (laughs) So I got my earlobe gummed by a cat yesterday. That's a a weird feeling, and I'm thinking about it. (laughs) I'm trying to picture that feeling, yeah. Right? No, uh, when me and my wife first got married, I had this friend that was over way too often. Um, Looking back, and at the time, we're like, yeah, hell yeah, come hang out. Was over way too often. Had a weird home life. I don't know what was going on with him. But, um... But so he was super allergic to cats and we had this cat and he'd heard a story of someone that would like, they just rubbed their face all over this cat and then just made sure they were doing something else. So they wouldn't itch it. And then eventually they became immune to that cat. So he was like, I'm going to try this. Right. So we'd be playing, I think it was gears of war three at the time. And he would grab my cat and just, just vigorously rub his face all over it, put the cat down and then grab the controller while we were in a game or like playing a story mission on like hardcore or whatever. And just like, just hardcore focus while you're watching him like break out. <laughs> and after like a month of, you know, self-torture and him telling me all of his secrets, uh, he, yeah, was immune to my cat. It was actually awesome. 
he never had an issue again. That's crazy. Yeah. Good on him. So basically what I'm saying is the second your girlfriend walks in the door, just rub your cat all over all over her face. Uh, I like your advice. Um, I will take it under consideration, uh, but I make no promises. Okay. I mean, I'm just looking out for the betterment of your relationship. You know what I mean? And I appreciate that. I really do. Thanks, dude. Uh, I just feel like that is a 50-50 coin flip here. Either it will better the relationship or the relationship will be over. And there's no real middle ground here. And I'm not sure I'm willing to take that jump on a coin flip. Do I have a coin right now? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> Damn it. I was like, hey, I'll flip this for you right now. We'll find out. <laughs> Tune in next week to find out if Nips is single. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus, man. Oh. Well, what else has been going on with you, dude, before we jump in over here? Well, I... Recording down here on my my new PC. I got that yes. a couple of weeks ago. So Ooh, got tell the me set what, up down here. And, tell me what you got in there. Uh, so it's a thirty sixty Ti, which is why it took so long to get. Yeah. Because I ordered it in like early January, and then at the end of January, I just, so I got through the uh, the power GPU people. I uh, I paid the laziness tax and had them build it for me. Um, I respect. I regret it. none of it. Yeah, I regret none of that at all. Um. So at the end of January, I'm like, hey, uh, I haven't heard from you guys in like four weeks, and you took my money, and uh, <laughs> I just want to know. I'm like, worried. <laughs> they're like, we're searching for GPUs. We're buying stuff for the people who ordered in December now, so Jeez. we'll get to you shortly. And so they got it to me, and it runs beautifully. It's silent. It's absolutely gorgeous, and... Uh, then they sent me a rebate too. They're like, "Oh, we ended up spending eighty dollars less than we quoted you for this, so here's eighty bucks back." And I'm Hell like, yeah. you, guys, "You guys never would have had to tell me that." So, I would say if you're willing to pay the laziness tax, Power GPU uh, did did right by me. Dude, so. good call. Power GPU is incredible. Yeah, they they get a hat tip from me. Yeah. Um, so I've been I've been. You know, when when I first died, I got the computer up and downloaded Steam, downloaded God, uh-huh. downloaded the Blizzard. A million <laughs> things, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, dude. Just like, I looked at my email the next day and there's like 40 different, your purchase for this, your purchase for that, <laughs> your account is bad. I'm like, all right, now I should probably not buy any new games for a little while, but... uh so I've been enjoying that quite a bit, and uh, so it's the computer, it's work, and it's the gym is basically my my day to day. Yeah, now. dude. Oh so. my god, dude! Welcome to the like the real life of gaming. It's pretty great. I still have yet to try to play any sort of uh, game that requires you know coordination with mouse and keyboard yet. I'll plug my Xbox controller in and play. Like uh, I played Warzone and Destiny with my. With my controller plugged in, uh, the card games I'm playing, that is all just mouse. Oh, yeah. A little bit of keyboard. And I was like, that's fine. I'm not going to not gonna need the controller for that. And the biggest thing, don't let people talk down to you about using a controller on PC. A ton of people do it. It's totally normal. Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, don't really care about that either. Like, I uh, am going to suck in first-person shooters with whether I'm using a controller or a mouse and keyboard. So I'm just going to do what makes me not rage. 
because I ain't looking to break any of this stuff after spending so much money on it. <laughs> Dude, oh my god! And I'm like, you watch some of you know some people montage where like they snap a keyboard or punch through their monitor, and you're like, God damn! Like, I'm poor. I would I would break my own arm before I broke any of this stuff. <laughs> At least then I got insurance. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll figure that out. I'm not. If I do this and tell my wife, she'll be like, sorry, I guess you're out for a while. Like, oh, damn. <laughs> Here's your allowance. Put $5 in a jar for the yes, next uh, <laughs> year and a half. I found uh, this uh, keyboard I found in the garage. It's for Windows 97. Is yeah, I think it'll work. We'll be okay. <laughs> this nice mouse with the rollerball on the bottom. Let's go. Well, that was the thing that was most amusing uh, when I got the computer. I got everything set up, everything plugged in, turned it on, ready to rock and roll. And the mouse that I had had for my laptop was dead. I'm like, all right, well, maybe it's just the battery. Went in, changed the battery, still didn't work. Uh, my girlfriend had had a fever the day before, so we were waiting on like COVID tests to come back. So I was like, not leaving my house. So I couldn't yeah. go get a mouse... So now I'm like, I got this brand new computer and the mouse doesn't work. You're just sitting there like, staring at it, shaking back and forth. <laughs> Come on. Straight out of that Twilight Zone <laughs> episode with the guy with the, the glasses yes. that break. He's like, but there was time now. <laughs> um, but thankfully, I called up a friend and she brought over uh, one of her extra mouse. <laughs> just dropped it on my porch and was like, I'll uh, leave and you can come and get it. And that, that gave me enough time before the Amazon order for a good mouse showed up. So. But that was uh was like two hours of just absolute mortification. I'm like, I have this new computer now. I can't play any games because I have to here. try to like use keyboard shut up, shortcuts to do everything. Yeah. Oh my god. That's like when you're a kid, you know, and your parents would get something really nice for Christmas, but they're like, you knew they bought it, and they're like, no, you have to wait till Christmas to open it. And you're like, but it's, I know it's in the house. It's it's there. Let me. I just I I want it. Right. There's no reason I shouldn't be able to use it now. Yeah, exactly. It's my money, and I want it now. I did not hit my uh, parents with the J.G. Wentworth commercial as a kid. No, never. The whole... I did every part, too. I even made this cardboard bus (laughs) and this three-story apartment complex in the living room, and I would run out, you know, and and then go to the second floor, put a wig. It was this whole thing, dude. It was crazy. You seem like you were a very good kid. Parents probably very proud of you. Thank you, man. That was really nice. <laughs> I don't know how to move forward now. That was like really heartfelt and out of nowhere. Well, what have you been up to lately since you last Fuck recorded you, an Nips. episode? <laughs> uh, what was your question again? Sorry. I was just catching up with you. I haven't chatted with you since, uh, well, I got blackout drunk on your Warzone tournament. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> How have you been? Well, you know, a lot of the stuff we talked about afterwards, you don't remember. You know, I've been really working towards some of those goals, which I'm not going to tell you. But I think those are going pretty good, you know. Uh, I really hope that helps us both in the future, and you'll find out someday. (laughs) Oh, my God. That that night was ridiculous and fun. Uh, I I did want to go back and watch the VOD, and then I heard my voice. And I'm like, oh, right, I forgot that I hate the sound of my own voice, and I couldn't make it. Especially... When I'm that drunk and I start slurring and I'm just like, oh, God, the mortification just gets too, uh, well, grows too quickly uh, for me to actually get to the parts of the VOD where I was really gone. 
Well, luckily, like the slurring didn't come in to like the very end, but it came in fast. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think someone made a comment like, I'm actually surprised he hasn't slurred at all. And like three minutes later, it was just boom. You hit that yep. wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't remember doing jumping jacks. I don't remember. Dude, the jumping jacks were great, man. Just oh, full God. on crotch camera. Mistakes were made. No, never, dude. Never. <laughs> but oh, we had a, let's see, since last time, had a, had a couple really good Apex tournaments. Had another Warzone. This last Warzone tournament we had this last Saturday was, folks, listen. Be better, all right? That's all I'm going to say. We're trying to put on a show out here and throw out some great numbers. You guys grew up with what got there and just play your heart out. It was boring. <laughs> Who won that tournament, by the way? Um, Let me look, actually. Who won that tournament? If I recall correctly, if I call correct Leckley, it was someone named Not Me Vamping currently while I open up the spreadsheet live. It was... Oh! Notice my nips. Yep. Yep. <laughs> the hybrid team of uh, mostly my old team and a couple other people. Yeah, it was really nice. It, for one, it was super nice to have them back. I felt so bad because every time we tuned into TJ, they were putting up really good games. But every time we tuned in, like three seconds later, he's getting team wiped. And I'm like, oh, shit. Sorry, dude. This is totally <laughs> our fault. I'm sure. Uh, that's the way those things go. But uh, I noticed the turnout for both of the Apex tournaments and the uh, the last Warzone or the second to last Warzone tournament were just off the oh dude off the charts, absolutely Huge. nuts record like we eighteen had... teams two, yeah two Warzone tournaments ago it was in, I was like I don't know how we're gonna do this but we're gonna go for it and we did just fine so I'm like all right I guess we can handle this it was one of those like we had a number for max teams before we were like. I think if we reach this point, there's no way we can like do this without bringing on more people. And we really tested the waters there, and it worked out perfect. So we're like, all right, bring it on. Awesome. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, you'll appreciate this actually from the last tournament. You know how uh, you know Trail Mix has been trying real hard to get a win, right? Yeah. He's been there since the, we, this was the 10th Warzone tournament. He's been there since the first one, and he was in first place until the last game of Notice My Nips. Because uh, I saw they won the opening game. That was like the one yeah. thing I checked in, and they had done, they had won their opening game, so they started off with a lead. And he had a huge game that game too. I oh yeah, huge game, dude! Absolutely, he had a great team uh, team setup too. Brought in a couple people from other teams that couldn't play. That he, they they play all the time anyway. They just all were on different teams from each other. Um, so he brought them in, and they just played their hearts out. And like, yeah, they were they were way ahead of the pack, and they had that first place by about I think probably about ten points. And they're like, I think we got this. You know, he was super excited. And then that last Notice My Nips game where they got, I can look right now how they did right now. Let's figure this out. Uh, I mean, they threw I out feel some bad points. for, for Trailix, but uh, if there was one team to run him down and catch him, it would have been that one for me. Yeah, they got, they needed 10 those points. people. And they got like 15 points that game. <laughs> yeah. It's like, nope, sorry, buddy. You have to try next time. <laughs> Use a silver medal. Yep, missed it by that much. I think it's the first time we got second, though. So that's you know that's something, right? Yeah. Got to walk before you run. Exactly. Be better, everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man. All right. Should we get into this? Yeah, let's do it.
You want to do this? All right. So, those of you who are here in the stream, twitch.tv slash just some guardians, Friday nights at 11 30 p.m. Eastern, uh, you can see what the hell we're going to talk about. For everyone else who's going to listen to this, it'll be in the title in the description, so you probably already know as well. Do you, why do all podcasts try to make it like a big surprise reveal when everyone already knows? Well, that's the nice part about our show is uh, we don't know what we're going to talk about when we start. So that's true. Th- there is no big surprise. We just it's try surprise to- for you guys. <laughs> Fluffy writes down something that somebody says during the course of the show, and that becomes the title. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just it was one of those. I've been doing it for you know all ninety five episodes. And it hit me two episodes ago. I'm like, why the fuck am I doing this? Everyone already knows. I'm like, guess what? Big reveal. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> so, you know, people who may not know, which if you've listened to anything involving Admiral Nips, you're well aware. Uh, we're talking all things The Witcher tonight. I believe that's the game series, Gwent, and the TV show. Am I right? Am I missing anything there? Yeah. Well, the books, too. The books? But yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to go too much into the books because... I feel like most people are watching the TV shows and the TV shows are based off the books. So like, oh, yeah, you that's go, a good point. If you go too far into the books, you're going to spoil future seasons. And I thought they did a great job with the first season. So I'm, I'm patiently waiting for the second one to come out. How many books are there? There are six novels and two short story collections. So okay. it's the two short story collections, then five books in the main story, and then a sixth book that's sort of like a prequel to the, the main story arc. Okay, and then season one of the show covers how much of that? Uh, it covers like the first and second books of short stories, but not all of them. Just sort of the but those the short story timeline. Uh, okay, and I know based on the casting stuff that they've talked about for season two that they're going to go back and tell some more of those short stories in some of those episodes. Uh, like they they got the dude from Game of Thrones, uh, the That's Wild a lot of people. No, the the wildling like leader, the dude with the big oh, red. Oh yeah, beard, yeah, 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 yeah. Whose name I can't remember. I can't remember either. But that guy is right amazing. Now. Right. So he's gonna the like the character he got cast for is one of my favorite short stories. So I'm super yes. excited for that episode when it comes up and stuff like that. So I suspect that the season two will be like the the first book, the first novel plus some short stories that they hadn't hit on already. So damn. So when we start getting into like if they do season three and stuff, it's going to get real meaty is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, the books also go from like, this is a 200 page book. This is a 300 page book. Book three was like 500 pages. Book four was like 800 pages. You know how they, they have those bloat in those uh, fantasy world type deals. So uh, I suspect there will have to be some stuff left on the cutting room floor. But uh, I don't know. I I've read that book series way more times than is actually probably healthy for somebody. But like, you know, once every six months I'll read through the whole series of books, even though I know basically word for word at this point <laughs> in time. <laughs> How's he reading it? It's, it's closed on the side. You're just like incantationing in the in bed over there. Is he summoning oh. something? Dear God. Well, how did you initially like discover the Witcher and your love for that? So, uh, when I had my Xbox 360, Witcher 2 came out on it. And my brother was playing, and he's like, man, you got to play this game. It's really fun. And so I went to play it, and it was really, really hard. And I got really, really frustrated and didn't realize how I could, you know, turn down the difficulty, and I could never get the controls down. So I, like, basically played about an hour, hour and a half into the story 
and then uh, got so frustrated that I kept dying at the same spot that I put it away and went away from it forever. Uh, but I loved the like I loved the game, but I just could not get past this like opening well second like the first act outside the the intro and it's like so I went to like Wikipedia and read how the story went and I was like okay well that's cool and then The Witcher three came out and obviously uh, the previews for The Witcher three like the the game trailers and stuff like that were so amazing back in the day. I still like love to go to YouTube and watch the uh, the one where he fights a vampire in a barn. Uh, oh yeah, one, like the holy the shit. best uh, video game trailers that I've ever seen. So that game came out, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna play this. And then I played it once and loved it. The story was great. And then I started reading the books, and the books are all set up with like telling series story and the witcher three is like the end of that story like the the final ending to it so once i had read the books and like became familiar with all the lore and all the characters in the the game i went back and played the game again and again and again and again because cdpr does such an amazing job of uh like having multiple options oh yeah, yeah, yeah for like you do something and you get one ending. You do something else, you get another ending. And it's like, so I went through and like got most of the endings. There's some that I still haven't seen because I can't find it in my heart to uh, play that out. Even though I want to see that ending, I'm mm-hmm. like, no, this is not how this my this is not how this story plays out in my mind. Ever. I've definitely so been this there. Will never games. happen. Yeah, <laughs> I know it has to be done, but I don't think I have the strength to do it. I'm glad there wasn't an achievement uh, attached to it because, I mean, I guess technically I probably, since I'm an achievement whore, would have just saved the game, gotten the achievement, and then reloaded <laughs> the save behind and played it the way I wanted to. Uh, hey, phone ring ring. Hello, brother. Will you play this for me? <laughs> and I'll watch. I just don't want to be the one to know that I did it. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, uh, so yeah. So then I, I, I'm probably, I don't know. Probably have like 14 or 15 completions of The Witcher 3. Uh, That's so awesome. And then when I bought this new PC, like the second game I put on it was <laughs> The Witcher. So I'm going to play through that. I need to... So Dead Ben Malone was talking about how the modding community has done wonderful things with The Witcher. Um, so I went and like looked at some mods and I'm like, oh my God, I'm overwhelmed with how many options there are. Uh, it's crazy. Sit down and sit down and have a real thought process on what I want to do here. So, uh, so I haven't started playing it yet, but I'm gonna because I'm real excited to see what what can happen with the mods that are out there. Yeah, anytime you see a mod that's to do with Thomas the Tank Engine, absolutely just go for it. Okay. Yeah. Solid advice for Always all PC games. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. I, it's never oh. steered me wrong. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> so, were you? Uh... Like a like a high fantasy kind of guy, or was yeah, this kind of uh, your like what what no. part of The Witcher was like? You're like, all right, this is what I'm digging about it, because obviously it wasn't the uh, the combat because you sucked at it. <laughs> oh God, I was so bad at it. But I am a a big the high fantasy. You know, the Witcher two opens up with you like helping a king storm a castle for people who like kidnapped his kids and. Then there's this like big, it's The Witcher 2. It's been out for forever. 
So Letho's in there playing a priest and like kills the king and assassinates the king right in front of you in the opening of it. And it's just like, I was already hooked from that. I'm like, the, the gameplay, like the way the story was told, the options you had, even from that intro, was just like, yep, I can live with this world. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, this and, is something uh, I could live in. Right. Well, not, no, because I'm a powerful soft. Any medieval world would be very quickly seeing me on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's one of those, like, there's a lot of games where people are like, I want to live in this world. And there's a few, like, uh, The Witcher, obviously, and, like, uh, Dragon Age, like, shit like that, or Diablo. I'm like, yeah. why would you want to live there? It no. just seems like horrible things. All It's very pretty, right? But, yeah. um, but you look at how much shit goes wrong all the time. You're like, no, I don't <laughs> think I want to live there. <laughs> Nobody has a good time except for like maybe two or three people. And that, I guess that's part of the other thing like that the books got me real good was uh, nobody has a good time in those books. Like it's a it's a rough battle for all of the protagonists and they, you know, but I, I have been a voracious reader forever. So high fantasy has always been a thing that I've been into. Uh, so. It was a perfect combination of this video game I loved with this world that I got created that I loved. And then and then the mini game in The Witcher 3 was Gwent, which was a card game that they turned into a standalone game. And so I love the way that game plays. I love the artwork that they put into that. Uh, and then it's CDPR, uh, who prior to the cyberpunk release that went a little bit awry could do no wrong in anybody's eyes. What happened? I haven't heard anything. <laughs> <laughs> what, whatever do you mean? sir? Which is funny. Cause I was playing that on my, my day one Xbox one X and, uh, I encountered no game breaking bugs. The game crashed a couple of times for me while I was playing through and I yeah, put and that's 140 normal. hours into it. So Hell, yeah, dude, I had, um, there was a lot of people in the Discord talking about it, and like, there was one or two people that had a few issues, but most of the time, everyone had like, just enjoyed it and played it, and had you know like a couple crashes or like a sword flew through the air and decapitated someone randomly while it was sheathed or something, but like, yeah, not as I many issues time, as everyone talked about. I was walking down the street one time, and then I like stepped off the curb and died to fall damage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I legitimately did that over a month ago, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair it's, it's possible <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know so and yeah and so i i played magic the gathering for a long time growing up too and even now well prior to covid we had like a standing commander game at work over lunch oh, that's awesome week. so so card games have always been a part of my life too so then you combine this universe that i love with the card game mechanics and like an actual ladder that I could work my way up to the feed, the competitive side. Uh, so Gwent became like my, my go-to card game for a pretty healthy amount of my time. Hell yeah. You were playing that right before we went live tonight too, man. I did. Uh, I'd put it down for a long time. So I went from pro rank, which is rank zero, uh, like just getting into pro rank. I'm nowhere near like getting invited to tournaments or anything like that. I'm like, Hey, look, it's the bottom barrel of pro rank. He gets in on the last day and then gets kicked out again <laughs> the very next day. Um, but he gets there. Yeah, um, yeah. And so I missed like three or four seasons, so I'm all the way down at ranks. I started all the way down at like rank 17. Uh, 
Holy shit, the players are bad at rank 17. <laughs> You're like, I am a god. I think Kneel I'm like 18, me. 18 and 2. Uh, in, Jesus. Since I started playing, so now I'm all the way up to rank four, or 14 already and just uh, flying up the ranks. But uh, And like, I'm not even playing the top of the meta decks. I'm just like trying to get resources back to build, you know, buy new cards and stuff like that. So I'm doing quest things so i'm just throwing together garbage decks that'll do these things quickly and it's like oh these guys don't know how to play the game this is perfect i do why actually... can't i live here all the time <laughs> <laughs> i do have a question about gwent actually um all right so i'm like in hearthstone if you don't play for a while a shit ton of cards come out that are just better than anything they've ever had and if you don't have them you can't play the game and so it's like impossible to get into if you take a break does Gwent work that way, or is it pretty easy to get back into? It does work that way in that they release cards, although a lot of the stuff from the old days is still incredibly viable. But they, you know, there's new cards and power creep and all that kind of stuff, but they do a pretty good job of reworking the old cards to make them competitive. But good, it's also the most friendly game in terms of resources uh, to build your own stuff that I've uh, I've played. So... I spend money there once in a while, but it's more for cosmetics and stuff like that. Actually, crafting cards is not a thing I've ever had to spend money on. I can just break down what I get and then build new stuff for what I need. That's awesome. Yeah, because I was just like, there's been a few times like, man, I miss playing a good card game. And so I'll re-download Hearthstone, and it's like any of the old cards, they don't even bother to tweak. It's just like, right. if you don't have the new shit, you're going to get dumped on. And I'm like, well... I'm not spending money, so bye, uninstall. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to get just dumped on because your cards aren't good enough to compete. Like, exactly. If if you get outplayed, hey, good for you. Like one of the two losses today, I ran into a guy who who played me like a fiddle, baited out all of my removal, and then stuck a card that I couldn't deal with. And I'm like, you know what? Good for you. I'm not even that upset. I'm a little upset because I had been on a good winning streak, but... Sometimes you just got to tip your cap to somebody who's better than you at a game. I don't. No. One, I don't wear caps very often, so I do not tip them. Um, but also, no, they don't deserve that. They cheated, obviously, if they beat me. <laughs> I do see you played a, a lot of first-person shooters in your yeah, life. <laughs> yeah. There's no way I died to that. that guy, it was lag. The guy's cheating. Uh, kid bumped oh. my arm. I throw so, up all over myself. I don't know if uh, you're ever in the uh, Guardian Down Discord, but uh, there was a big, long discussion there about uh, recovs. And Hazel took the uh, the you know, the meme with the guy sitting there with a cup of coffee, and it says, blah, 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 changed my mind. Oh, yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. And, and put in... Uh, Anytime Gator, anytime Gator gets killed with someone with a lower KD than him, it must be a recuff. Change my mind. Change my mind. <laughs> Dude, there's been a few few drinking games I've tried to start listening to that show, and I'm like, I'm gonna die if I start this. <laughs> yeah. Those memes are true, man. Okay, so from the top here, right? All right. What the hell is a Witcher? All right, so. In this universe, there was a time when multiple uh, 
like planes of existence converged and then they broke apart and when they broke apart it left behind the monsters from other planes of existence in this earth-like planet uh they're you know not part of the natural environment so they have no real predators or no weakness so mages created this uh way to transform humans into witchers witchers being incredibly the basically it's the adrenal gland and uh runs i think that's the the science they use for that but basically they're like superhuman monster fighters um that take these uh, mutations that change their body and make them able to fight these monsters from other planes of existence to some level of success. Um, and then for thousands of years, basically, they, uh, the numbers slowly dwindled. And like the becoming a witcher is super hard. Uh, only three of the ten people who undertake it survive the, even the mutation part of it. And then... You know, the old saying is no witcher ever died in their bed. So basically they just go out and fight on the road until uh, their reflexes slow too much and a monster kills them. Damn. So so that's what the witchers are. They're basically created by magicians to protect humanity from monsters from other spheres. Yeah, that is a, like, so I know a lot of people are going to freak out, including you right now. I've never actually played the witcher. Right. Yeah, but I've always, always found it. It's not like I was like, that looks stupid. Like your thing with how difficult the combat was when I saw that, I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. I'm not, I'm not good. Right. <laughs> this game's cheating. Um, so, so I never actually played it, but I've watched a shit ton of stuff and, you know, obviously jerked it to some scenes growing up, you know, as, as yeah, you naturally do, as you do. Right. right. Um, but yeah, I've always felt like that storyline is so fascinating because it was cre- it's a great way to it make sense in that kind of high fantasy why these creatures that look so different from anything else exist there. It's such a cool idea. Right, and it also gives you all of the opportunities to have basically other races of beings that are, you know, sentient humanoid type things that can interact and, uh, you know, play their roles and general amounts of you know social commentary on slums and ghettos and all mm. that kind of stuff for and then you've got you know basically the built-in lore about witchers and mages and stuff like that that is never really explicitly talked about in the books or the games but like lives there in the basically the codexes that you can pick up in the games and stuff like that. And you'll start to learn about all of the stuff that happens even before the books happen. And it's just like, it's this huge universe that you can, you can play at face value or you can go down a rabbit hole and, you know, spend hundreds upon hundreds of hours learning about. Oh yeah. And enjoying. And I'm in the hundreds and hundreds of hours. Camp. <laughs> well, and another really cool thing I dig, I dig with the Witcher series, right. Is like, it's not just, me use the, you know, I, I drink potion, I slay monster. Like there's a lot of political intrigue, like really well written political intrigue and like, you know, a lot of mystery stuff going on. And then obviously you got the love interest and everyone's written really well. It's, it's, it's a very realistic world and it's not just like, hi, I'm fantasy. That was a high fantasy joke. And, mm-hmm. uh, 
yeah, slay monsters and shit. It like a lot of work went. And did the the books were first, right? Or the books were first. Yep. Okay, uh, so they had a lot to work off of then. <laughs> the guy who wrote the books, uh, Andrei Sapkowski, uh, butchered his both of his first and his last name, but it's it's wow, a Polish name that I really struggle with. Um, that was racist. Anyways. Uh, the uh, the folks at CDPR offered him a uh, percentage of the royalties uh, <laughs> to turn the games in, and he's like, "Nobody plays video games. No, just give me a flat fee." So they gave him a flat fee, and uh, that idiot. <laughs> well, yeah, he sort of. I think he like put a lawsuit in a couple of years ago against CDPR, trying to look for more money, and I think they ended up working it out and doing some sort of agreement, you know, outside of court, but. He just, he was an older, you know, born in the, the mid forties, mm-hmm. just didn't understand the, the pull of the, you're right. He's like, nobody's yeah. going to do this. This is silly. And How do you make Atari it, out of my universe? That doesn't make any sense. Right. And then it blew up and he was a little bitter about some of that video game money being left on the sidelines. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so the books yeah. were first. They're like, a. there was a Witcher TV series. I think it was called the hexer that was on polish tv like when a lot of the people who work at cdpr were growing up so i was like that up it was like a big deal for a lot of those uh the polish developers who work for cdpr to be able to make these games because it was a part of their childhood growing up yes 2002 one season and yeah it looked really bad the stuff that i saw um this looks amazing (laughs) uh so it's uh it's like a big part of their tradition and then obviously they created a pretty fantastic world for to bring the rest of the world into sorry i'm busy looking at the hexer now i want to watch this (laughs) (laughs) holy shit i had no idea this other show existed but yeah so my big escapade into the witcher was the you know the the latest uh tv show on on netflix yeah 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 which was really cool because like the Witcher's a series I've always wanted to get into, and Gunbait One Zero One also always wanted to. But we, uh, Gunbait started The Witcher Three, I believe. I don't think he ever got very far in it. But so we actually watched the whole show together in you know the Netflix watch party, sat in Discord, right, right? Right, right. and it, God, dude, it was everything I wanted, man. And uh, that's that's just for me not knowing everything, like from what I'd recently, you know, just read on The Witcher, watched stuff on like all the political shit, you know, the drama, like how cool combat was and everything, like. How how was it as a fan? Uh, I thought they did a really good job. Um, obviously, they had to make some changes and move stuff around and all that kind of stuff. Uh, most of the changes they made for fitting it into the show, I was cool with. Like it was like, hey, this makes total sense. You know, if you tried to do it the way the books did, you'd have like a forty-seven episode season instead of an eight episode season. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a few small things that like in the books were like super powerful moments. Um, so like, can we spoil this for the season? It's been out for over a year now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like a year and a half now. Yeah. Go for it. Right. So at the end of the first season, when Geralt runs into Siri in the woods mm-hmm. uh, and they like go running towards each other, super cool. Like feels great in the TV show in the books. That same thing happens. But uh, when Siri was in Broccolon, she had met Geralt there and he had dumped her, like, dropped her off with somebody and said, go back to Sintra. Because her initial Broccolon visit was 
before Centrafell in the books. Oh, okay, I got you. So he's like, yeah, I'm renouncing my destiny, blah, blah, blah. And he went his merry way, and the Dryads were like, hey, uh, Sword of Destiny has two edges, <laughs> and one of them's death. And so, like, he feels guilty about Sintra falling in the uh, in the books pretty badly. And, like, and Siri knows who he is, and, like, they had this relationship in Broccolon surviving and stuff like that. So it's sort of a... It adds a little bit more emotional depth in the books than yeah. the, the TV show had, which... Uh, but, I, again, you would have had to have broken up the, the timeline even more, which Compl- was yeah. the biggest complaint people had was the timeline was so... Where are we now? Who's this? Yeah. What year right. is it? Yeah. Right. Oh, did you just see a picture of uh, the king and his sister in the uh, in the castle? And then you jump back in time and look at that. It's the actor <laughs> who was in the picture for the king yeah. as the king and the queen as oh, their the thing, kids. As, uh, as a couple people who hadn't really read anything, right? I think it was like episode four where we're like, Oh, it's two timelines. <laughs> we felt so stupid. <laughs> it was such yeah. a like... Ding! Oh, I get what's happening now. Moment. Right. It's like, but, oh, oh, Yen's ninety, Geralt's sixty. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait a second, man. On oh, that sorceress shit. Like, that was some freaky deaky stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't know it was coming, and then that scene happens in that third like, episode, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Hey. Like, I knew. I mean. I, I knew about the character, right? Obviously, back to the jerking it thing, right? Right, right, so, right. Like, Understandable. I didn't know any of that story. And so it, w- it was actually, you know, in a weird way, it was super cool. And that's how I started with the character. Because then I got to learn about the character. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, let's fucking go, girl. You know? Like, <laughs> it expanded uh, a lot. Yeah. That was dope, dude. Must be so nice to be younger and have actual graphics instead of having to, you know, have your childhood on PS1 graphics. Oh, no, don't worry. I, I did that, too. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't. I mean, I'm talking like two years ago. I was, I was like, whew, Witcher 3 scenes. Zip. Thanks, man. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh. So, okay. yeah, I'm enjoying it. I thought uh, Eric Havel did an amazing job as Geralt. Uh, that voice, like even Oh, he even sounds like uh, what the hell's the guy's name? Cockle is the uh, spaniel last name of the no the uh, the voice actor is it Doug Cockle maybe is the voice actor of Geralt in the games, and so uh, you know Henry Cavill trying to sort of mimic the Geralt of the games in his uh, Netflix show voice was kind of neat. That's an homage to the people who did the other stuff. So yeah, Henry was good. He was no Michael Zabrowski though. That's fair. Nobody yeah. is. No, no one's uh, Michael Zabrowski. <laughs> so I, I thought they did a real good job with the show. I'm super excited. Doug for... Cockle, sorry, Doug. Yeah, Doug Cockle. Doug Cockle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we're good. Yeah. So he's a uh, like the casting that they've put in out, so you know like who's coming along in the or like the because I've read the books, I know what these characters are and like where they're going with some of it. Although I suspect there will be some changes again because. This is how it goes. Oh, yeah. Right. There's in one of the book scenes, there's like basically 40 pages describing one battle uh, that happens between Nilfgaard and the North. And it's like, all right, 
And then there's like three more chapters of the fallout of that afterwards. And he does like the jump forward to the future and have a military training class talk about the tactics of the battle uh, in like a <laughs> quiz format. Um, That's actually he, really cool. Before he jumps back into the battle and tells it like in real time. And it's like, all right, so they're not going to be doing that kind of stuff in the TV show. But uh, I don't know. I, I have... Uh, I have high hopes. the uh, The showrunner was a writer for The West Wing, and uh, West Wing's always been one of my favorite shows. Yeah, so really well. Written. I uh, I have great faith in her doing great things with it too, and like she interacts pretty frequently on Twitter with fans and stuff like that. So it seems like she's a butt into the the world too, and trying to at least do right by the lore. So, and I'm not one of those people who like, oh my god, you didn't do it perfectly. Uh, I'm gonna. I can't like it. No. Yeah. The as long as the uh, the general feel of it is there, and like the general essence of the story is there, then I'm pretty happy with it. And The Witcher's one of them. Uh, His Dark Materials, the BBC show that they they got going out, is doing a pretty good job of like sticking to the essence of those books as well, which is what I need. I don't need it to be the exact retelling. Hell, even the Born identity was while completely different than the book, like stuck to the same general like feel of the book. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, I can deal with this. Sure, it's not the same book that I read, but uh, the movie's great too, so I'm going to enjoy it. Well, yeah, because it's cool. You can get those same emotions, but it's it's not like you don't exactly know what's going to happen, but you right. still feel the same way. Yeah, oh, I love, yeah, the Bourne films, man. Like, yeah. Yeah, I read those books, or the book books books there's three yeah there's a trilogy I think as I only well read the so. first one actually i think so yeah it gets a little bit further off of uh the yeah. tangent on the second and the third ones uh from the books but again some of those spy books get a little bit convoluted and if you try to do that in a movie you're yes. looking at like a five-hour movie absolutely and then three <laughs> chapters later they try to fix it instead of going back and rewriting and it's just this whole thing dude absolutely <laughs> but yeah no as someone who, who didn't know a lot like I could tell just from the everyone's performances were incredible in the show, but you, I could tell by how everyone was portrayed and like um, the tone of everything that I, I, just, I could just tell they did a phenomenal job. I was like, this has to be on par because this just feels great. Yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. We got a uh, basically two groups of three on the podcast on our podcast back when it came out, and like three people who had read the books and three people who hadn't and just watched the show. And we had a, a big long chat about it, and I think everybody was like, "Whether you'd read the books or not, you could enjoy the TV show." So, oh my god, yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, COVID has really slowed down the filming of the the second season, so they're not even done filming yet. So the hope is like by December of 2021, season two will come out. But I think they're recording season two and three like back to back. Maybe that's a different show. But I don't know why they don't just, they could all just wear like green masks and just CGI the mouths later. There you go. I don't uh, see the issue here. I mean, Netflix budget, they probably could, right? Yeah, they should. I don't know. I don't know. It's their fault, not mine. Whatever. Speaking okay. of masks, my, uh, my, going, my fancy going out mask is the Witcher medallion. On my mask, so I love it, dude. It's that one in an N7 uh, Mass Effect mask, uh, which was pretty amusing. One day, as I was walking through the grocery store, and somebody from like the other side of the aisle just went out, Shepherd. Like, 
Okay, I'm pretty Rex. amused right now. Shepherd. <laughs> Rex. Shepherd. Rex. It was a... In a time of not interacting with people, it was a socially distant nerd moment for yeah. me, so... I want to hug you, but I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, I just want to hug Rex most of the time, too. Dude, seriously. Good that was Rex. another one of those game uh, gameplay decisions that I could never do. Yeah, I never... I didn't Rex was accident. always in Mass Effect 3 for me, or yeah. Mass Effect 2. He was always there. My very first playthrough of Mass Effect 1, it happened, and that's when I realized that kind of stuff could happen in the game. And I was like, what the... No! Ah! And, like, restarted my whole playthrough. Because I didn't know... I could, like, at the time, I wasn't one of those gamers that knew about, you know, make a save file before you make a decision. Because I had never played a game with decision-making like that before. And right. I was like, nope, starting all over. That was terrible. No, no way. <laughs> I think that happened to Jay too, and the uh, the entire Bads people were like getting everyone to play through the entire series, and he like sent me a text message like, "Oh my god, I can't have this. What do I need to do?" And I'm mm-hmm. like, "Here's how you can go back to your like your save spot. You might have to go way back to the auto save that happened, but uh, you it. should Worth be okay." <laughs> oh man! But so like The Witcher actually has some of that same elements. You have a lot of yeah. options and dialogue, which then change certain elements of the story right right the witcher 3's ending uh there's three endings for the witcher's three there's a bad ending a medium ending and a good ending the medium and good ending could flip around depending on your point of view but the bad ending is very much bad (laughs) and they give you no hints during the game uh that you could be heading down a bad towards a bad ending and there's like five different events that happen that contribute to this bad ending and if you pick wrong on three of the five you get the bad ending jesus and uh like and it starts depending on how long you play like if you're playing the main storyline through it's probably like 45 minutes to an hour before you get to the end of the story from when these decisions start but if you're like playing side missions and cleaning up all that other stuff it could be 20 hours of gameplay between the time you made your first decision that affects the ending and the actual ending itself. And so my brother got the bad ending, the first playthrough that he had. And I think it, uh, I think it sort of soured him on the game. Yeah, I could see that. And he said he got the bad ending. And I was like, I went through and like, I cheated and looked online because I'm like, I don't want the bad ending. So I looked at the decisions I had to make. Nothing else. No other spoilers. Just here's the situation. Here's the thing you pick to get the good ending. And you can choose from there what you want to do. And so it was, it's, uh, yeah. It was, and there's no there's no way to know you're doing it for the bad end. You're like, you yeah. could be going down the bad ending stretch. Like, this feels really good. And no, no, it went really bad real fast. Yeah, I was watching Ilulu uh, play her first playthrough of The Witcher 3. And... Like, as I was watching, I was counting down, like, these moments, these five moments. And I'm like, all right, I missed one of them because I was in a work meeting. I saw you did two right and two wrong. So oh. whatever this fifth one will decide <laughs> the ending. And then I watched the ending and was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, besides, so I know, like, the ending changes a lot based on um, your decision making. And this, like, I, you know, I come, you have the same thing, but heavily for Mass Effect, where, like, a lot of decisions you make affect other smaller things throughout the game. Is that same thing? Oh yeah, absolutely. Witcher? Yeah. And actually like each chapter of the Witcher three 
and actually The Witcher 2 as well, but definitely The Witcher 3. Like when you finish up a chapter, it'll do a cutscene and it'll explain like the things that you did or like the world events that happened from the things you did. So as an example, there's a uh, you like have to help Triss get all of the mages out of Novigrad. And if you don't do it, obviously when you come back later and they do the cutscene, there's a big old like mass murder of all the mages. But if you do help the mages get out of Novigrad, when you come back in, it's like, oh, the church turned its violence towards the non-humans, and there's like a big old massacre of elves and dwarves. And you're like, well, shit, I didn't want that to happen. I was just trying to help my friend help her friends. Yeah. It's like, and now everyone's, <laughs> and now everyone's dead. <laughs> so it's like, it's a lot of stuff like that where like, you think you're doing the right thing, and the unintended consequences are pretty bad. Oh, I was, that's one of my favorite part of, of games that do that is like, yeah. And that's the replayability right there is right, not just you can do the it exploration. Yeah, exactly. Not just the exploration. Cause I know I've heard, you know, every time you're replaying it, you talk about it on your show and every time you've been replaying, you're like, guys, I found like seven quests I'd never done before. And they were amazing. And it's just the expirations there to keep that going. The, you know, different endings or different, you know, how certain things interact throughout, like, I love it. And that's a brilliant way to make a game because that's the replayability. You don't have to worry about extra DLC, which they obviously did, but it's all right there, right. man. And the extra DLCs for The Witcher 3 are the two best DLCs I've ever played for a game. Uh, the first one is like incredibly heart, like heart tearing and rending and just like a ridiculous story of pain and loss and sorrow. And you have to like try to help solve did it, it. Did it deal with snow? No. Okay. Did the Hearts second stone. one? Did the second one deal with snow at all? There was mountains in the second one. Okay. I guess there's there's some snow in the the first one as well, like just weather rise. But uh, and then the second one's like a, a perfect finishing touch to the the story. Basically, you get to decide how Geralt retires to this little fantasy duchy out that? in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I ask because I've noticed a thing where like most fantasy games. Like their first DLC always is like ice, blah, 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 or snow, blah, blah, and you're in the snowy peak mountains or something. So I was just like, yeah, uh, yeah, it's Heart of, Hearts of Stone is the first DLC, so you can understand how there's some amount of ice discussion there. What was the, since you were talking about that, I have to find. So Dragon Age Inquisition, which is one of my favorite games of all time. Playing uh, through that again right now myself. Yes. Is it Trespasser? I think it's the Trespasser DLC. Does that same thing where like a lot of like a lot of really big lore shit happens, and then at the end of it, like how you play the main game and this DLC is kind of like how your Inquisitor gets to retire and spend the rest of their life, and it's like it's just that feels so good. You're just like, wow, <laughs> I finally made it. I did it, guys. Well, I mean, that's the last uh, DLC for Mass Effect Three, too, right? Yeah, it's basically. How you want to remember Mass? That's how I remember Mass Effect Three. Is that DLC where you put on the party in your apartment? Uh, yes. Oh, but it's such like a heartfelt ending to that series. That was such a nice thing to go back and do, man. I cried so hard. I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm excited for the uh, those re-releases, man. The remasters. Have you seen any of that stuff? Yeah, I'm gonna play them. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Just mainly for Mass Effect One. I've, I've, I don't know if you've seen the screenshots or videos or anything of like 
how they're remastering and stuff. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm in. Do I have to spend 47 hours driving around in a fucking Mako? Probably. Okay. I still do. I'll That's still part do of the experience. It. Yeah. The <laughs> Mako's annoying, but it's, I think it works out that I, I spend a lot of time in between playthroughs that like when I go back, it's kind of like, all right, this is a thing. It's like, fuck the Mako again. Shit. You know, it's the, like, the oh, far yeah, I used worst to do thing this. is like the, the scanning for resources and shooting probe after probe mm-hmm. after probe. It's like probe away. What? Probe away. Oh God. <sighs> oh, that haunts my dreams. I know, dude. See, I actually had uh, was I think I was playing it in the living room one time, and my mom was like, she was doing some office work or something on the computer. And I was sitting there just gathering resources. And it was probably like 20 minutes of this. And she's around. She's like, will you put on some headphones or I'm going to beat you? Like, I cannot. I can't listen to her say, probe away. One more goddamn time. I'm like, all right. Sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, God. That's Jesus. Crazy. Okay. Next question. This is very important. Because I know all it's right. very difficult. The combat situation in The Witcher. How is that working? And like in depth wise powers, how combat works. Okay. So the general like lore part of combat is Witchers carry two swords. One is steel, one is silver, right? Steel is for humans and, you know, other, you know, beasts that aren't magical. And silver is, you know, as all fantasy tropes, silver is uh, deadly to magical beings. So Isn't that's that the convenient that these right. creatures from another plane happen to be weak to something we can make here? Right? I love it. It's pretty amazing. So that's like the main thing, is the, the reflexes and the sword work. But then there's the potions that the witchers drink uh, that, you know, in the books there's probably like five or six of them that they talk about in the game. I think you're up to like 12 or 14 different things that all do different things. And, you know, the general rule is, you know, any human that would drink a witcher's potion would kill them. But because of the witcher's uh, ability to, you know, metabolize it, that gives them powers instead. So what kind of powers um, do those give you? Obviously it's not so, just like, I have health back or I'm stronger. Right. Well, I mean, that's some of the more quicker reflexes. There's stuff that lets you see in the dark. There's uh, this thing called black blood, which like turns your blood to poison. So if a vampire bites you, they get poisoned. That's uh, cool. Which is what he takes in that uh, that trailer we talked about, where okay, he's yeah, fighting yeah. the vampire in the bar and he pulls out a flask and drinks that. Uh, that's black blood that he drinks there, um, which is kind of cool that they they put that in there. Um, there's something like hold your breath longer in the game, but uh, things that slow down time. Uh, That's what I was going to ask that one where it gives you quicker reflexes. Does that just slow down time or how do you have quicker reflexes in a game where yeah, your reflexes are the reflexes of the character? Right. Well, there is the, uh, that game itself actually will slow down when they attack. Like there's a, a momentary slowing down of time to, which oh, will okay. dodge or parry. Uh, depending, uh, and then obviously you can put skill points into it to make it more announcer without the potion, but the potion will help you do it too. Um, so yeah, so that's what the potions are, and then there's also signs, which are like all of the mages in the books 
like mock the witchers for having the their little hand signals that do little weak signs and stuff like that uh the naruto but, hands yeah right exactly uh but yeah so there's five signs that you talk about there's uh igni which is basically fire creates fire from their hands just shoots out a bit later uh, a thing of flames uh nailed it there's hard which is like a telekinesis like shockwave type deal there's axie which is like a mind control thing uh there's quen which is uh a shield that you can like stop damage from coming into you and then the last one is Irden, which is like a a magical barrier that will slow things down or in the games, it's like the enemies that can unsubstantiate and like become ethereal. If they get trapped in Eerden, they have to go back to their their full full form, so you can do actual damage to them again. It's just how you use it in the game. So, can you like upgrade all those, or is it yep, just like that's... okay? So there are in The Witcher Three, there are four different uh, skill trees that yes. you can work on. This there's is what combat, I wanted. There's combat. There's signs there's alchemy and then there's just general like boost things so like the general boost things it's like get more health get more carrying capacity for you know because because it wouldn't be a fantasy game if you didn't have a uh encumbered mechanic yep and is it the same like everything else you just walk super slow yep Uh, depressed but the good news is um your horse doesn't have an encumbering thing. So if you uh, are encumbered and you don't want to drop stuff, you can just get on your horse and ride your horse to the, the place you need to go and sell stuff. Uh, so the horse doesn't slow down at all. Which uh, makes sense. Yeah, horses can carry an unlimited amount of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so then the the alchemy one will do... Oh, I guess there's also bombs that you can create, which are, you know basically little throwable bombs that have different skills. So for instance, there's a thing called dragon stream, which puts out this like explosive gas. So you throw a dragon stream bomb and then you hit it with Igni and it explodes a whole area or dimeridium bombs, which are dimeridium is the thing that uh, limits magic, like stops magic from happening. So if okay. you're fighting a magical beast, you throw a dimeridium bomb. It's sort of the same as Erdnit. Those creatures that, unsubstantiate now can't because they've got these dimeridium slivers slivers in them so the alchemy one is bombs and alchemy so alchemy bombs and potions so you can upgrade your potions you can upgrade your bombs and i guess there are also oils that you can put on your blades uh to do more damage to specific uh creatures so all of the monsters fall into a bunch of different uh subtypes and so there's like a an oil that you can oil up your blades with uh, before a fight against those monsters to do extra damage or create bleeding on that that monster of that type. So are there um, what... are there oils you can put on your body? Oh yeah, I mean there's all kinds of whorehouses you can visit in The Witcher Three. You know what? Forget everything else. How yeah. many how many of those are there? How in depth? There's do you three. Get? In fact, can you there's go in first different. person and experience it? Uh, you do not go into first person. Is there no. VR support? <laughs> Maybe there's a mod for it. All right, sick. <laughs> I love PC gaming. <laughs> oh, 
so yeah, so that's that one. And then the the signs one is just making your signs more powerful and giving them ultimate abilities like Igni. The original ability is just like a, a, sh- a shot of flame, but if you get the alternate ability instead, it becomes like a flamethrower burst that you can hold on something. Um, and then the swords are, you know, heavy attack, light attack. Yeah. Uh, your bow and arrow. Uh, your dodging ability and then like your counterattacking ability. So. Okay, so and, you have a very important... Oh, go ahead with your and first. I was going to say, when you play through the game, you can probably get about 50 levels plus another, you know, 10 or eh, 20 to 30 shrines, which will allow you to level up your abilities, which is not nearly enough to max out any of those trees. So it's sort of one of those things where you have to play a new game plus to carry all that over and then add all the new levels if you want to become a superhuman. Okay. Uh, Because you you have to make, like, tough choices on what you want to do, which is part of the reason why I played the game so many times, too, is you just do a different build each time, too. Yeah, I want to try the game this way. Yeah, I dig that. So one of my big questions is, uh, like, how how well parrying and all that works because the one of the main reasons i actually never started playing it is because all the gameplay i watched was just a ton of rolling and i'm not a fan of that and that's the main reason i never actually picked it up so is that just styling in the game or is that like actually just how you have to fight all the time against monsters you sort of have to dodge that makes right. sense. Right. It sort of makes sense. These monsters are superhuman strength. You're not going to be able to parry there. Yeah. I mean, there are some monsters like there's these like grave hags and stuff like that that have super long tongues that they'll whip out at you, and you can parry that and basically Damn, cut off their hard. tongue. And yeah. then uh, they can't use that attack anymore. But against humans, you, you definitely parry and counterattack. And okay, good. Do that kind of stuff. But against monsters, which are, you know, superhuman strength and stuff like that. You don't because they will just claw right through your block. Okay. I might actually, actually, that's a, like, that was my biggest question because like in a ton of trailers or like if I was watching someone else play, it was just rolling everywhere. And I was like, I don't want to fucking do that. It I played, is sort of annoying. Like, yeah. Yeah. Especially with like horde fights where you've got 10 or 12 enemies. You basically have to be jumping and dodging the whole time because if they hit you from behind, they'll kill you that kind of thing so and then it sort of makes it rough so like in some fantasy games like when you upgrade something it puts that little like t symbol next to it does is that in this game it's like t a little symbol. bronze t symbol that a lot of games like to show that it's upgraded does it do that in this game oh not really uh okay okay i just didn't know if if the quen ability then became quent <laughs> Oh, that was a good setup. Thanks. Walked right into it. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> I've been waiting 25 minutes for that one. <laughs> oh, I'm glad it all worked out for you. Yeah. I'm in it for the long haul, brother. You know, uh, I appreciate the long con. That's a... Thanks. Thanks. The longer you can build something up, the better the payoff is. That's what I tell my wife all the time. How does she feel about that? Let down mostly. <laughs> I know the feeling. I doubt it. I doubt it. Look at you. What a stud. Damn. That's no, like legitly, that's that's a huge thing for me to learn because that's like my I had a bunch of friends who were like, you have to play Dark Souls, because I never got into it for the same reason. 
And it, like, right. you know, the world's super cool. It's that super dark fantasy, which I dig. But, I, you know, after a while of just rolling ever, I was like, guys, I can't. I don't know why that bothers me so much. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little bit ridiculous sometimes, but uh, majority of the fights, instead of even just rolling, you can dodge and attack. And I, all the fights sort of have a, a general uh, rhythm to them, so you'll know in which fights you can do what after a while. But it is sort of an unforgiving game, especially in the higher difficulties. You know, you make one mistake with your button pushing and you're dead and you have to go back to your last save point. Which is like real combat, minus the save point. Right, right. Yeah, which makes I, sense. I mean, I haven't spent any time in real combat, but I assume that uh, that's correct. Well, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. Well, okay, next question, right? Bunch of romance options that occur in The Witcher, which is the best correct. part of playing a fantasy RPG, right? Yes. And as we all know, anyone who play, replays these games over and over and over and over, Mass Effect, Dragon Age, this, right? Uh, who is your now your go-to? Like you just, you can't like, you're like, I'm going to play this time and romance this person and you can't help it. You go the other way. It's always Yen. Uh, just because the books make it pretty clear that that's where you should go in terms of if you're trying to play out that, that storyline. The show did a pretty good job with that too. Yeah. Tris is great and all, and maybe they'll touch on Tris is very great. Right. I understand. Uh, but in the books, she's sort of, uh, I mean, she's incredibly talented and all that kind of stuff, but also sort of, I don't know, let's call her a nerd. Just gets dunked down by all the other mages and stuff like that. Yeah. Who wants but to be with games, a nerd? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, right. I know. <laughs> no, uh, I would say that, the, yeah, I'm, a, I'm fully on Team Yen. Good, man. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. Hell yeah. Although it is fun in that game if you try to romance both of them. Just the uh I have the... seen that. I have seen that. <laughs> I definitely I'm not gonna lie to you, I got clickbaited hardcore. I was like, yeah. Yes, this is a ama- Oh Aww. never mind. <laughs> you, you felt Geralt's pain with him. I I right, was let exactly. down right alongside him. <laughs> oh. oh Jesus. Alright, favorite character. Just Siri. Period. Siri? Yeah. And, and why is that? She see like, I'm very excited to see more of that in the show. And then from what I've seen, cause I, I've watched a few, like play, I, like I know the general story. I've watched a few playthroughs and like, um, I think it was probably that DLC where you got to decide like how you right. um, retired and what, like I saw some scene with Siri and stuff and I was like, this is very fascinating character. So the books are, you know, it's basically her journey in the books, right? Uh, Geralt and Yen and the whole world sort of revolves around her growing up from like little scared kid to full grown badass woman. And then The Witcher 3, which is my favorite game of all time, while everyone knows of it as, you know, Geralt, because you play as Geralt, it's really a serious story there, too. So, I, in my mind, she's the protagonist of the whole, the whole series. Even though Geralt is the one that everyone knows and plays as. Yeah. Well, I th- yeah, series super, a really cool. Um, so another really cool thing with the game that that's like keeps drawing me back to looking at it is the character design is amazing and like the um, the aesthetic of like how weapons are on people, what kind of weapons are using, the clothing everyone wears, 
And obviously, it's, you know, it's very detailed and everyone's absolutely gorgeous because that's just how it is, you know, in real life. That everyone right, yeah, important exactly. is just very hot, right? Yeah. But the, yeah, the character design in these games is on another level. The The art team is just phenomenal. And they just nailed, uh, like, the stories from the books, like the descriptions and stuff like that. They turn them into, in the games, just near perfect, how I would imagine it being. So they even, like... In one of the scenes in The Witcher Three, they show Ciri's tattoo that she gets in the uh, in the books, and it's like, wow, was not expecting them to uh, go with that tattoo because that is not in a place that you're going to see very often. <laughs> <laughs> and those are nice tattoos, you know, like they really there's there's a story there. Yeah, and I hope they get to that part of the stories in there when she uh, she rides with the rats. Because that is a pretty fantastic little story arc. So do you you get to play as her at one point, right? A few times, yeah. You get to use her ability to basically jump through worlds. As But it's not... It's just basically in flashbacks you get to play as her. And then you get to... In the final fight you get to play as her. Okay. For a little bit. Okay, cool. Hell yeah, dude. It's your characters, combat, romances, TV show, card game... Books. Man, what else you want what else you want to hit on here? This is uh, this is this is all for you, man. No, I I had fun. I love talking about the Witcher because as you can tell from my excitement and the fact that my throat is starting to be parched, I've been talking quite a bit because it's just a thing that I enjoy. I think I think if you like The Witcher Three, you should go back and read the books. Mm-hmm. Uh because the books are pretty fantastic, and more than the first Witcher or the second Witcher games, Witcher Three is the natural successor to the the books. One and two sort of take the the mantle and run with it, but three like brings back full full scale to the books. So it's the completion of the uh, the universe. Hell yeah, dude! All right, you've um, legitly. I'm opening Steam right now to look at how much it is. <laughs> like the, I'm not even kidding when I said the rolling thing was like the only reason I didn't pick it up. You've sold yeah. me finally. I think for you, Admiral Nips of Potato Thumbs Podcast, I think I might actually play The Witcher Three. Might I suggest for your first playthrough to put most of your points into the red attacking sword skills because that'll make life the easiest for you. Okay. Okay. So like that makes so I can attack with swords well, right? Yeah, you hit a little bit harder with your swords. You don't have to worry about so much uh I mean, I guess you're playing on PC, so I've never played on PC before. Uh the problem with all of the other skills is you had to use those shoulder buttons and move stuff around and hit it. PC you probably just have buttons you push instead of uh having to like sticks and pull up menus yeah, midway well, through something like that. I don't know. I'm. I usually like RPGs like that. I'll still play with a controller on PC. Okay. So, like, like when I was playing Dragon Age, like that was the controller. Anytime I play Assassin's Creed on PC, it's always control. Like, I don't know why I can't do like really heavy RPGs like that with a keyboard and mouse. I don't know why. I don't know if it's just don't the fatigue you, like, play... of that stance, or I don't oh, know okay. why. I was like, don't you play like? world of warcraft and stuff like that where you have like well, yeah a that's different because you have to, you have to like timing and stuff like that there's like a hundred buttons to press when you're doing that like 
that's that's very although final fantasy 14 did a really good job of having controller support for an mmo but yeah when i'm not needing a hundred buttons to press i'm like i like to sit down relax and get the controller out and just enjoy the story you know that's sort of how i was planning on teaching myself mouse and keyboard was to play the witcher 3 again damn so. that'd be i mean you'd be a, amazing figure i might as well learn with a game i love I wish you were a game because I love you. I'm blushing. <laughs> you can't see it because my face is all covered by beard. Yeah, but. yeah. I, I can I, think I, I can sense it. I see it in your eyes. You have very bl- blushy eyes right now. That's a real thing. I looked it up. All right. I believe yeah. you. Hell yeah. Dude. You're a scientist. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm no scientist lawyer, but I'm, you know, I'm something. <laughs> Well, so another segment we like to do, I need to, my kids. So I had my kids redo all the, the sound bites, right, for our moving into the next sections and whatnot. And they, the, when we used to do the show, they were very excited to record it, and it was very loud and beautiful. And this last time I had them record, it was like I had my son's face, like, in the microphone. And I'm like, yell or something. I'm like, come on, kid. So, like, none of the sound bites are good. I keep trying to sit them down to redo them, and they don't want to. And I'm like... It sounds great. Like, why don't you do what I want you to do? And so, and they're probably not old enough now that you can, like, withhold their allowances because they're probably not uh, caring about allowance quite yet. I don't make enough money for them to have an allowance. What are you talking about? <laughs> Your allowance is that you're still alive this week. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Kids seem great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kids are great. Kids are great. Kids are great. But um, yeah. So second we have on the show is story time, right? With uh, withhold YouTube kids. Oh, clear night. That's brilliant. That's actually brilliant. Thank you. I'm gonna do that. If you don't record this, I swear to God, you will never watch another Minecraft video. Then she says, "I hate you," and run. Which would save me money. I think I'm still gonna go for it. Anyway, story time is the segment on the show where we go around and we tell a story in gaming from our past. It could be tabletop, uh, you know, pen and paper, card game, board game, video gaming, whatever you, whatever you want to do, right? We get very nostalgic on just some gardens. That's why every episode is us talking about games from who, from yesterday or years gone by. Um, Admiral Nips, do you have a story you'd like to share from gaming? Uh... We could talk about uh, the first time I made Pro Rank in Gwent. I would love to hear this. Yeah. Uh, So for the two seasons before I got to Pro Rank, I had gotten one game away from making it to Pro Rank and then lost enough that couldn't get there. So it was a real heartbreaking situation repeatedly for me because I just couldn't cross over that home. Then I was playing one night, uh, got real close again, and... Promptly went on like a 10 game losing streak. I was like, ouch. Right. And it was the basically the season reset at noon the next day. Uh, so that next morning, um, I may or may not have called into work. And I'm like, <laughs> Whatever. I'm just going to play. If I make it, I make it. If I don't make it, I don't make it. And I went on a winning streak, got all the way to pro rank, was super excited. And then, because, like, a thing pops up and says, 
hey, you have to accept this to go into pro rank because there's a different like set of conditions because there's money in the end if you're good enough. I'm like, all right, fine, whatever, yes. And I'm like, all right, I'm sweet on pro rank. And then I realized I had to play one more game to get into pro rank. So, oh. and I had been suffering massive ladder anxiety. Ladder anxiety is a thing that I hate for any sort of game I play where there's rankings involved. Like in Destiny, if I'm on six wins and trials, even if I'm getting carried by Lupo and Ninja back in the day, uh, I'm sitting here and my hands are shaking at the controller and I'm like shivering. I'm so, oh, yeah. the adrenaline is just pumping through my body. So I queue up to my game, my one game to get into pro rank. The game loads in. I'm playing against somebody who's running the hard counter to my deck. Straight up, just like, Son of a can't bitch. beat it. And the guy disconnects two seconds into the game. I get a win. Let's go! <laughs> yep, exactly. I went, I went like 17 and 2 on the day to get back up there after my losing streak to get in there. And then number 18 was just a gift. And it was the most important gift at all. And then I went and changed my Discord name uh, in our our Discord to Pro Player, Pro Gwent Player Admiral Nips. Yes. Uh, that very moment. But now everyone knows the truth. I didn't actually win the game that got me in. Uh, you the guy did, well, I guess I did win. I didn't finish with more points. I just had a better internet connection. And that, in the gaming biosphere, is the most important part. Right? That's usually how people win trials anymore, is just having a better internet connection. So, like, it all Or it better all RNG up. luck. Yeah, uh, exactly. On the coin flip. <laughs> Holy shit, that's odd. Dude, I love that. There's a few times I had that in Hearthstone where you're just like, fuck, these guys, this guy's way better than me. And then he disconnects and you're like, yes. Ah, thank God something came up in your life and you had to leave. Thank you. I really needed this win. Yeah. 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 Mom, meatloaf. Yeah. Oh, God. So good. Uh, for me, actually, I'm going to. Nips had the better gaming chair that day. Exactly, Mitchie. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit that's funny (laughs) so i think it was was it the first was it the first apex tournament or the second one one of the at the very beginning of us running our apex tournaments we actually played so it was me reeb and ferg or booty sweat on twitch right um wherever you know he's different names everywhere booty sweat ferg uh what was the other one he had boobs whatever just different names everywhere right so, so we were, we were in this match, right? And we get to the, the final four and we're like, fuck yeah, this is, this is before season one of the game even launched. So skull town was still a thing. There's the big skeletons in the middle of the map, right? Uh, the big, or like the big just dragon skeleton or whatever, uh, just the bones. And so we'd wiped a squad and we're zip lining over to where we, th- we hear another fight. We're going to third party it. Um, and I jump off and land on one of these big bones to then bunny hop down and, and slide over. And apparently there was this one part of the bone where you could accidentally fall inside the actual bone structure, right? And there was no way to get, because I'm inside a part of the map. And so I slide in and all of a sudden, like half my screen is bone and half of it's the where I'm trying to get to. And I'm just sprinting in place. 
And I'm like, oh, oh no. no, this isn't good. And so I turn and run the other way. Same thing. I'm just sprinting in place. I'm like, oh shit, guys, I think I'm actually stuck inside the skeleton. And they turn out, they're like, what? And run over. And sure enough, I'll have to find the screenshot somewhere. There's just a picture of just this big skeleton coming out of the ground and my name just in the bones, running back and forth. Just can't do anything. Oh, God. Like, Guys. And we were like on a roll. You know, when you, you know, you know, yeah. playing yeah. a lot of Warzone, you get in that zone in a game and you guys are just moving squad wipe, squad wipe, squad wipe, squad wipe. And you I'm just like, all feel like you're in the right position. Exactly. You lose a gunfight. And- you're bouncing off each other. You're aggressive. Every fight you've gone into, you're winning with like little yep. happening to you. Oh my God. It was a game, dude. It's so like, oh, well, try to get out. And so I'm like, I'm like crouch walking and bunny hopping and jumping and sprinting and throwing grenades at the ground and shooting everything and spinning in circles, trying to get everywhere as they move into the last like two squads of fighting and the zone comes through the bones. And I'm like, no, I'm stuck jumping up and down as my health is, I'm like healing everything I can. And they're in the final fight. Right. And Reeb gets knocked and I'm like, if we lose this game because I'm stuck in this stupid skeleton, right? Oh, God. And so it's just Ferg. And you see his name in the distance jumping up and down. You can just hear shotgun blast in the distance. <laughs> his health is going. Boom. Shield's gone. Health half. I'm like, no, no, no. And like, as I'm about to die, he literally ha- he is literally one shot. No health at all. Boom. You are the champion pops up on the screen. We're like, oh, my God. It was like the last game of the tournament just absolutely went berserk. It was was a crazy moment. We still won that game after all the stupid skeleton bug mess. Oh, God, that's the worst. The game was against uh, us, and we still prevailed. It happened to Val and I when we were playing Warzone, too. He got stuck in a concrete block in Warzone. (laughs) I heard about that. Two teams left. And he gets stuck on the concrete block and can't get uh, can't get around and shoot the guy, and the zone kills him. And I'm just like, well, glad it wasn't a tournament. Yeah, <laughs> this is us now. Yeah. Oh, I do have to tell you though. After we, ra- you know how we raid someone who played in the tournament, right? After right. every after every shoutcast. So, we raid someone, right? And the very next game after the tournament ended, they got like. 27 kills and a win and i'm like that have been real nice 20 minutes ago boys <laughs> oh god that feeling of just abject sadness that you couldn't do it around the prime yep. time i'm like guys that was like what that 37 points and almost 40 points in one game <laughs> <laughs> sorry about shit. your luck yeah sucks to be you guys here we go man we, i don't think we have any emails or questions or anything this week so we're just gonna we're just gonna have a shorter show. We've had like four hour episodes the last like four on accident. This is actually really nice, Nips. I'm not a four hour episode guy anymore. Yeah, I got an old. I respect that. I respect that, dude. I also, I mean, I've we got the snowstorm coming in. They want me early at work. Like this is perfect. You're incredible. Yeah. Go get yourself some sleep. Uh, maybe we'll see. I'll probably play Valheim. Who knows? Uh, I may no. be playing Valheim I with you play. yes. shortly. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Not tonight. I have to sleep. I have to sleep. Yeah. But I need to just get in and figure out controls and stuff like that before I go into your little world, too. I definitely, dude, I highly recommend, if you want, just load in, get in your own game, and just start learning before you load in over there. 
deal. That's yeah. what I will do tonight. Thank Hell you for yeah. having me on your show and Absolutely. I look forward to you sherpaing me through the uh, Viking afterworld. Yeah, sure. We'll take you through. We'll kill the first boss, get you a pickaxe going, get you a house set up. You can go to town, man. Literally, we have a town. This will be great. Well, Mr. <laughs> Admiral Nips. Yes, sir. Where? I know this is foreign to you. This whole doing plugs at the end of a show thing, right? Right. I know podcasting is a new adventure for you. Um, good luck. It's very exciting. I think you have what it takes. <laughs> Where can people find you and your show, which is incredible and has been around for, may I say, way too long. Um, but I'm glad. I'm glad. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I am at Admiral Nips on Twitter, uh, in the discords at Admiral Nips. Um, our show is Potato Thumbs Podcast. You can find it everywhere you get uh, podcasts. Uh, I just show up and talk shit for two hours, and uh, Fluff Fingers MD does all the work and all the planning. So it works out fantastically for me. It does. Dude, you have oh, the have best gig. And it's great because he does all the work, but if he messes up on something, you still get to make fun of him for it. And I do. I know. I'm like, you jerk to a guy who does so much work and puts in all of the effort for the show. It's zero consequences, man. You have life completely figured out. Well, I did give out my home address in one episode, so that was probably a mistake. Yeah, no one remembers that, right? <laughs> 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 Nobody showed up on my front door. I, th I, tr I thought about it. I legitimately planned a trip. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. My wife was like, no, you don't actually know him that well. I was like, well, I would if I showed up to his house. <laughs> if I showed up to my house? Yeah. I'm not kicking you out. I'm going to say, hey, come have a beer with me. Yeah, I think she, she saw a picture uh, of you and she went, nah, that guy's going to murder you. You can't go. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Which made it more tempting. Um, <laughs> well, Risk ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you all for joining us for episode 95 of Just Some Guardians. We do the show. We are live. It's twitch.tv slash Just Some Guardians. Friday nights at 11.30 p.m. Eastern. Come on, hang out, chit-chat. Send us some questions, comments, whatever you got during the show. And we'll, we'll make it a part of it. All right? It's a great thing. It's a wonderful thing here. We've got a lot of really good friends in chat here tonight. It's been super cool to see everybody. You can go to JustSomeGuardians.com where embedded is our audio feed our YouTube feed, and the Twitch channel. So really, you just need to go there for everything and just refresh it every once in a while and you'll get all the information you need. You can email us all the other things at justsomegardens.gmail.com. We're on Twitter at JSGCast. Link to the Twitter is a way to get into the Discord where we're all at hanging out. Come chit-chat with us, play with us. Uh, a lot of D&D &D stuff going on, so if that's something you're interested in, jump in and say what's up. As for myself, I'm Elmer Fudd Games. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, all those crazy places. At Elmer Fudd Games, double M, double D. Nips, do you know our outro thing? No. Okay, I'll do it. That's fine. I haven't done that. I haven't been able to do this in two years. Or like a year and a half. Almost two years now. Hold on. Join us next week for mutual chaos and utter incompetency. Yeah. That felt good. Nips, you're so great. Appreciate it. You it was are, a lot of fun. You're an incredible person. You're one of my favorite people I've met because of getting into the online community. Oh, I really am blushing. Well, it's the truth. I'm absolutely. Although, I'm gonna have to run away for half a second. 
I will be back yeah. in just a sec. Go for it. So say uh, bye to the 